<laughs> I could say it's evening, but I would be lying because it's definitely light outside. What do you mean? We have a professional lighting setup. Does this yes. not look professional to you? I know. Look at this. Our our props is this thing. Um, <laughs> I forgot what it's called. <laughs> um, we have a wonderful sign made by the one and only Kristen. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we've spent a lot of money on this setup. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this is the first time we're actually going live videoing and recording at the same time. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I have confidence. Like she sounds so uncomfortable. <laughs> like I have confidence. Like eighty-five percent confidence that this will work out very is well. Is she not exuding confidence? <laughs> like the best and worst part about this is like they will see our physical reactions to things. I know. So even if your voice can tell a lie, your body was not selling your lie. I know. And now we actually we're gonna try to speak more eloquent. I'm, I'm no. Not, I'm not. Don't don't speak lies for me. <laughs> we're, it's gonna be interesting because we won't be editing as much. So editing. you editing edited. So you guys will see everything. Edited it. Anyway, welcome back to the Midnight Memo. I'm Claire. And I'm Kristen. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your tagline? I realized that I hopped into the middle of it. But anyway, um, good morning, good evening, good afternoon to anyone who's listening. We're so happy that you could join us. Um, the new tagline is... Our eyelids are heavy, but our thoughts are heavier. <laughs> Let us know what you think about Terrifying. it. I kind of like it. We can workshop it. <laughs> I like it, but it scares me to my core yeah. a little bit because it's so I know. Yeah. But this podcast is basically where we can come together and kind of talk about all the thoughts that keep us up at night. Mm-hmm. Um, we have many. Yeah, we have a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> I've never slept a day in my life um relatable i took a nap before this so she's fresh she's fresh (laughs) i'm trying to be but i don't think it's working i think i'm half asleep still despite chugging some caffeine i was like trying to counteract it we'll see what happens yeah we'll see we'll feel it out it'll be all good all vibes just vibes yeah cult vibes oh hashtag cult vibes this is a little bit of a um what is it foreshadowing of what we're going to be talking about preview yes because quite honestly especially because of all the different netflix documentaries that are coming out on um have come out in the past month yeah like my mind has been racing um but anyway i guess like we could start with like our little weekly catch-up because we've both been very busy and i always like to do a (laughs) catch-up just to like see what's happening in our lives yes so what what have you been up to the last couple of weeks? What have I done? Why does this why it's such an easy question and I can't I can't <laughs> think of what I've done in the last two weeks. Oh, went to San Francisco for work. I guess I don't know oh, how yeah. far back we're going. Went to San Francisco for work. Uh it was a little team bonding. Well, the purpose was to work, but it turned into also like a slight team bonding. So that was very cute. I got to know my team better. And then immediately after I got back, we went away for Claire's belated birthday trip. Oh, yes. To Leavenworth, which was super duper fun. It was, I surprised her, or boyfriend surprised her, but I surprised her as well. Yes. I coordinated it with him. Yeah. But. (laughs) It was 
so cute. So I we have a friend Lucy who we've referenced in the podcast before. Yes, but um, yeah. So my boyfriend and Kristen they were like coordinating, and they uh, got her to fly up for my birthday, and I was so shocked. Like, there's a video. I, I wonder should... if we can like insert the video. Insert video here. <laughs> anyway, I hope so. Um, <laughs> but it was so sweet, and it was so cute. I didn't I think it. Claire was gonna be surprised. Honestly, that was like. The most rewarding part is I really didn't think we could get you surprised. Yeah. I really was not expecting a reaction. I like I knew someone was coming because Bud did let it slip that he he was like, "Oh, can five people fit in the car?" Okay, you want to know the most infuriating thing about that what? is he told we were trying. So the original plan, as far as Claire knew, the plan was it was just going to be me, my partner, her, and her partner. And it was just going to be the four of us. Lucy was the surprise fifth person. And I was asking Bud before the trip. And I was like, does Claire know like what's happening? Like, how much does Claire know? Because he was like, this is a surprise trip. But you knew that we were coming. So I was just confused. <laughs> I was like, which part of this is the surprise? Like, what should I not tell her? Because yeah, and he was fair. not sure either <laughs> for a little bit. And then finally he was like, um, he was like, you knew that we were going to be there, and you knew we were going to Leavenworth, but he was like, she doesn't know who else is coming. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. So, but he said that you knew that other people were going to be, I don't know. He was like, this is a pseudo surprise. So he was like, telling me that you knew, but didn't know. I don't know. I think the original intent was for it to be a surprise, like yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. But then he was like, I don't know any of your friends. And Which I, is fair. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was like, asking me questions, kind of like, if you could invite someone, like, who would have... He tried his best. He <laughs> did his best. What a cutie. But, yeah. At first, he was like, I will tell you that I tried to invite your mom up. But then, yeah. like, I was like, Mom, Mama J doesn't want to spend a weekend in a cabin with two couples, uh, oh, like, drinking and whatnot. Um, we never know. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... He was like, yeah, I tried to get Rachel and Garrett up. Or mm-hmm. my, Rachel's my best friend from that back home. And oh. mm-hmm. but so I like kind of knew, but I was like, I don't really know what. The- <laughs> yeah, terrible. It was good effort. Terrible. So he was like, oh, she knows about the surprise now before right before Lucy was going to come up. And I was mm-hmm. like, this isn't that surprise. Like, I'm so confused by this man. But apparently Claire had actually no clue about a fifth. Like you, I guess enough plans. The middle steps before we got to the final plan had fallen through where you have just like given up and you genuinely thought, okay, it's just going to be us four. Mm-hmm. And then the day before we leave, before Lucy flies in, Bud lets it slip. Oh, could five people fit in the car? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I mean, yeah, you have a truck. <laughs> like, but I like didn't you know- couldn't do that math yourself, bud. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. You couldn't do that math yourself. But to be fair, I didn't know. Who the fifth per- person was going to be. Per- <laughs> I didn't know who the fifth person was going to be. So it was a nice surprise. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> but I was like, when he told me, he told me that after we did the whole surprise. Or you did. You were like, I knew someone was coming, but I didn't know who. And I was like, God damn it, dude. We got, so, <laughs> we got so close to the finish line. And then... It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It worked out. It worked out. <laughs> it still worked out. It's all good. Yeah. But that was fun. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's like the first surprise thing I've had. So, that's so it was really cute. cute. That's very cute. Mm-hmm. So happy! <laughs> oh, 
that was great. Yeah, we got a lot of cute pictures on that trip too. So we did, we did, we did. Um, yeah, this past week I was in San Diego just visiting fam because my family was supposed to come up to Seattle and then they got COVID and then they (laughs) couldn't come. So it was like a makeup trip. So I went back down. Yeah. Um, but this week now I have like, I have today here and then I go to Connecticut. Yeah. For work, right? Yeah. For work until Friday and then Friday afternoon I have a wedding and then we have to leave for the 4th of July trip. You're lying. No, I'm not. And I'm like, <laughs> you're crazy. I am crazy. <laughs> you're like crazy, crazy. I truly am. And I was kind of, if you're from my job, no, you're not. And you didn't see this, but I'm kind of trying to think of an excuse not to go. You literally leave tomorrow, dude. I know. How are you going to do that? I'm probably not. So it's okay if you see this because I won't make up an excuse. But just know that I will be tired the whole time unintentionally but plus just that that flight over to yeah it's like what five six hours then like two hour drive and it's like i'm gonna be three hours ahead now so i'm gonna be so tired in the morning anyways personal (sighs) problems but still sucks yeah oh my god but truly never sleep ever yeah not like we slept before Mm. that's true it's not much of a change. No. <laughs> Anyways. Colts. <laughs> I feel like I'm really bad at making eye contact. I know. I'm like, do I look at you? Do I look at the camera? I don't know. We're professionals here. Regardless. We're learning it. We're working it out. You know? <laughs> Trying different things. Do a little bit of both. I do have notes here, so that's why we're looking at the computer for the first How time. Oh. I don't know what position I was in before. I can cut this out. Ready? Editing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is actually the first time I've actually made an attempt at notes. And keep expectations very low. <laughs> because, like, I got halfway through making them and then gave up. So. Fair. Yes. I mean, at this point, I think everyone knows what we say. Kind of take with a grain of salt. Oh, of course. When it comes to researching things, um, it's more of a quick Google search, as yes. most of us do. Yeah, we didn't look any further into like we didn't we didn't reach the second page yeah. of the Google search. We did. We didn't. No. But does anyone? I don't think so. I think honestly, the best way, to, the best place to hide a body, second Sorry. page of Google. <laughs> no one goes there. No one goes there. Truly, like. Why is there even more than one page on Google? Great question. I was just thinking about that. I was just like, beyond. There's also more pages beyond the second page. Like, if you you're lying, I don't. <laughs> Listen, guys, don't let me shatter the your world here. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, sometimes you'll see the pages that go to like thousands or like I don't know. I kind of want to perform a Google search right now because I just want to know like okay. how far. What's like the common ten to the what power? is a page like the pages you should go to what why is, a is that why called? is that the first thing on your google wait da- hold it <laughs> wait a damn fucking minute Claire's first google search. <laughs> she typed in what is and the first thing to pop up was commercial driver's license. oh yeah 
Okay, I was filling out a global entry application, and it was like, oh. what kind of driver's license do you have? Is it a commercial driver's license? And I was like, is that just a regular driver's license? Right. And so I researched it, but it's like a license if you want to drive one of those big trucks or like RVs mm. or something mm. like that. And I was like, oh. Did you get a global? Yes. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. I should do a global entry. I know. I just reapplied because I know we're going to Mexico, and mine um, just expired on my birthday. So how long does it take to apply it? So, for anyone who's traveling and doesn't have global entry, get it. I highly recommend it. It's basically, you get to go through customs so much faster than you would if you didn't have it. Yeah. Um, you can apply online. I think it's, like, the TTP website now. Um, and you put in an application. has asks you a bunch of background information. If you're applying for the first time, you will have to go in and do an interview, um, either in person or I think they do it online now because of COVID situations, you know. Um, one good thing <laughs> yeah so it says though that it can take i think up to a few weeks to even have your application go through Dang, so i'm not gonna get it in time for this trip but i just did it on friday and they just sent me a confirmation that mine was renewed which was only two days so you could still attempt to apply and yeah. then if it goes through then try to schedule an inter- interview like right before we leave yeah i don't know we'll see yes but the second, the second thing I researched yesterday was what is a prison suit called? Yeah, I wanted to know. I feel like we need. I feel like we all need to ask Claire some very important questions later on. But we'll we'll <laughs> stick a pin in that for a later time. Yeah, we'll we'll come back. But yeah, oh, okay. So that's nearly not nearly as bad as I thought it was. Is the amount of O's in Google the amount of pages? One, two, for three. right there in that image, it is. He doesn't believe me. He's freaking counting them. Yeah. Oh, it's literally lined up with the numbers That's... too. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I said yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So there's forty-one point nine million results. Yep. In point six one seconds. Speed. Yeah. I. I still... There's no way that only fit on ten pages. Let's go to page ten and then hit the next button. <gasps> like we're shocked that there are more pages maybe i'm shocked you don't know that Goddamn, it's fine anyway i don't even know how we got on that topic i mean how do we get on any of the topics we, that's very true. Tangents we get on this show Fuck. that's very true all right so we wanted to talk about cults and i think it's a pretty hot topic right now Again, with all the documentaries that are coming out. And I what think What documentaries have you been watching that fueled the idea for this cult thing? Because you've definitely been on it for a couple weeks now. I, like, I really want to talk about cults. And I was like, sure. <laughs> fun fact, have not watched any of them. However. Disappointment. <laughs> disappointing. However, I don't actually know what fueled my initial interest. I think I was just thinking about it one night. I think we mentioned. Well, in an outtake of a previous episode, yeah. I know we talked about a cult for like a brief second. Yeah, and there are just so many of them, and I think I started wondering why people join cults yeah. or like what's the what's the appeal. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of got into uh, what is it? A wormhole? No, rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. It's pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. 
Sure. Okay. <laughs> don't think about it. Just don't think about it too much. Rely on Claire to make analogies that just don't make sense at all. Ask Claire, or Beth already said this, yeah. but about you trying to explain the plot of Star Wars. Oh, I know. We yeah. should, we'll have that at some point. We'll have you do that. Yeah. It's We're going to go. We'll explain all the movies that we haven't seen in exquisite detail. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I was getting kind of into a rabbit hole about cults, and then I was realizing that we're surrounded by them more often than we think and, like, have even participated in cult-like behavior unknowingly. And so then I just, yeah, I was like, ooh, type, type, type. So um, honestly, if the government was looking at my search history, they'd probably be like, why is she trying to start a cult? Which I'm not, but if I did, I don't know what it would be about. We'll circle back to that. Yeah, that'll be a later point. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But um, I guess like cults basically are just like groups of people who come together on a, usually they'll have a leader of sorts. Right. And they'll come together in faith of a specific belief or a set of, a set of beliefs that they all agree with. And do they agree? Do they agree with it? Not at, not at first, right? It's only once you join it. I feel like that's, part of it that's fair. is also like maybe you agree with some of it and then through the brainwashing or whatever, it's like, okay, I can learn to live with that mm-hmm. rather than like if there's the list of this is what the cult's about, you agree with everything firsthand. I feel like no one yeah, rarely actually like agrees with all of it 100% of the time right off the bat. That's true. And like, when I was researching what kind of people would join cults, yeah. um, it was interesting to me because I would think that the normal people who would join cults or like the stereotypical group of people who are in cults, they got into it because, you know, they're in time of transition in their life. They don't really know what they're doing. They want to have a sense of belonging yeah. to, you know, a group of like-minded people, which honestly is what like a very human thing to want um and it's just interesting how when i researched it's actually more educated people are more likely to join cults that feels so contradictory yeah to what i would have thought yeah i would have assumed the same that it's like yeah people who have some type of void and i think they would have been easier prey to be inducted into a cult yeah that's what i would think too but apparently the article i was reading was saying more educated people are more likely to be open-minded to other people's point of view Mm -hmm. because they like to analyze the situation from like multiple points of views right which makes sense like for us i think that when we hear a different point of view we're like okay not necessarily agreeing, but I want to hear where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, tell me more. You know, like, where is this stemming from? Yeah. And so I think because of that, they're more willing to listen through the whole um, yeah. argument of, like, here's my cult, here's what we believe in. Yeah. And a lot of the times, I think the the selling or the person who's trying to sell, mm-hmm. um, it's preying on the insecurities of human nature. Oh, 100%. So... Even when you don't necessarily believe in it, you're like, well, there's some sort of security or an idea of security that comes with it Mm -hmm. that makes it more tempting to join, which I found interesting. 
Hmm. Yeah. And like, in some ways, I want to argue that like, are you kind of weak-minded to be so persuaded so easily? Like, you can be highly educated, right? But also be easily persuaded. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, some of those people who are in cults strong-headed yeah (laughs) very strong-minded so i'm like i don't know it's it's interesting like i can't quite analyze the appeal or how how people can so easily be like yeah i'll i'll join it yeah i don't know but is it just i don't know how much of it is a jumping off point i don't know if it's i don't think it's black and white when you join a cult it seems like from the limited things and the limited exposure I've had to like cults. That's fair. I feel like it's usually like, oh, this is kind of cool. Or like what, like I said, you agree with like some of it. And there's some, I feel like it's more of a transition piece of like slowly you do things that you believe in from the cult or like you start going to whatever events, organized things that the cult has going on and you start going to that. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh no, I'm not part of this yet until suddenly it down the line you're fully in it yeah yeah i think that they do design it to be that way like it's baby steps and it's so the difference between stages is so like small that you don't realize it that you've fallen off the edge yeah yeah i think so yeah it's kind of crazy and there are a bunch of really famous cults that you know they're the famous for going too far with their belief systems causing you know um what is it not mass not mass genocide mass murders ma- mass uh suicides yeah oh gosh i okay anyway um there are a lot of cults religious cults that um have caused a lot of deaths and mm-hmm. is it recording again yes shit what were we just talking about um i think the mass amount of deaths <laughs> it's a really light topic. um great segues yeah there have been a lot of those famous cults that have caused a lot of deaths um whether it be like they were afraid of getting being stopped i guess by other authorities yeah and so they'll force all of their members to like drink poison or something like that mm-hmm. which is crazy but it's also in hopes of you know, going to the next stage. I forgot what yeah. that one was called. Uh, it was a branch. Uh, uh, it was like an extremist branch off of from uh, LS Latter Day Saints. The, Not the People's know. Temples. I think if you look up Waco, was it Children of God? Heaven's Gate. Oh my god, it ended in the year we were born. That's terrifying to think about. Yeah. And also, like, side note. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I always forget, too, that cults are, like, universal. Like, for some reason, I think a lot of the cults I first think about are all founded in the U.S. Right. But then there are so many others that are universal. Like, even some of those mm. uh, cults that originated in the U.S., say, Scientology, yeah. right? They have followers that are in Canada, abroad, in Europe. Right. Like, it's kind of cr- crazy to think about the reach that they can get. Yeah. So. I don't know. But how many percentage-wise, 
how many are not founded are founded for us internationally because i feel like you said Mm. all the ones that i think about and hear about the most often are founded in the u.s okay maybe they have international branches but how often is it does it actually occur where there's a cult that starts internationally that's a good question i don't know i i feel like not as many because america itself is kind of a cult (laughs) yeah because all i could think about was also how statistically america also has the most amount of serial killers and then it becomes an issue of like oh is it because we actually have more serial killers because there are mass killers abroad for Mm -hmm. us abroad and maybe it's just not as well known because america also has an infatuation for serial killers due to the media exposure of it and the wonderment of it and in general our curiosity of it so therefore it spirals and it becomes a thing Mm -hmm. and now it just is a thing and is this the same situation for cults like not saying that internationally they don't have serial killers because we know that they do but they just definitely don't have the weight of it so is it like statistically do we actually have more serial killers or just we know more about them and we expose them and find them hopefully more often than internationally same thing for cults i don't know that's a good question but there are a lot of cults that are just kind of like unofficial i think too yeah that's true so who's to say but there was um when i was researching all of the different things about cults and like the patterns that they have in like in indoctrination into the cult and like um things like the steps you have to take to become a member yeah it reminded me of sororities and fraternities and i will say <laughs> crickets insert cricket noise I know, here i will say that i have a lot of friends who are part of sororities and they love them yeah and you know they say yes it's a sisterhood and i've made a lot of my close friends from um living with them in whatever sorority houses greek life houses mm-hmm and stuff and they do a lot of events that are really good for like charities and i'm like amazing but there are a lot of sororities and fraternities that really fall into those stereotypical culty um, culty vibes yeah with the hazing processes the those um chants and like little songs that they make up for each um each event or the way that they have to all look the same for specific I events. I understood that. Yeah. That part, honestly, it's such a first world problem. But it fucking blows my... Like, how is that so important? But it I is. Know. It's so... I feel like more... I don't know how much it is prominent in fraternities, but for sororities, oh my god, yeah, my friends who are part of sororities telling me, like, oh, we have... You have the same, like, 30 events that you go to every year mm-hmm. and you have to there's always a theme to it you have to wear this exact like minis to the minuscule description like type of pieces of clothing mm-hmm. but you also can't like match with other people yeah. god no there's one person in charge who coordinates everyone to make sure everyone has something different but it falls within the same vibes and it fits a look to the sense of almost looking like a uniform without being a uniform so it looks like you're your own person but you're obviously part of the thing mm-hmm. and it's like oh you have to get it like vetted by the person in charge yeah. of the outfit thing and then you have so much money. 
that it's outfit super that you were expensive. only allowed to wear that one time. Yeah. And you can't wear it for all the events. And if you join the sorority your freshman year, you're going to go to the same event three more times. But the theme might change. Or, I don't know. I'm like, yo, college is expensive as shit already. That's you mean true. I'm going to join a group where I have to pay yearly fees, but the which are expensive from what I've been told. Yes. But then on top of that yearly fee, I have to buy brand new freaking outfits for each of our many, many events. And I can't reuse it after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the first time I was exposed to that was when I was like in high school and like people would come into my uh, work because I worked at a shoe boutique. Right. And they would be like, I'm looking for these very specific shoes, like a very specific shade of tan. And I was like, oh, like we have these options. And they're like, no, that one's too light. Like that one's a little too dark. How can you freaking tell? Yeah. And it would be like, we're looking for a wedge and like bring out different wedges. And they're like, no, this one's like, the wedge isn't like the right material the, yeah. like it's a lot and i could not imagine but yeah i think there's like one video too of a specific sorority where like they just open up these double doors and it's just like lines of like sisters just like clapping and i was like it kind of looks that's terrifying, terrifying. yeah like imagine walking through that oh my gosh i don't know what no, that's terrifying. That's so yeah. terrifying. I don't like that at all. Yeah. And like, okay, so aside from the outfits, like hazing, the hazing process, I think more recently hazing has gotten less intense in a lot of places, which is nice. Mm. But there are still instances of hazing for both sororities and fraternities that are really, really intense. Yeah. And like, I don't think hazing should be allowed. I don't. And some places, I don't even think it is, but, you know, it's, people are going to do it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so crazy to, again, like, preying on that fear of you're a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. You want to meet people. You want to make friends. You, you want to belong somewhere. Exactly. So it's like joining a sorority or fraternity is similar to, like, I guess, finding, like, a sports team to join. Mm-hmm. Or so you have a little bit of a community around you. Right. But then again, like having to degrade yourself and embarrass yourself to be part of that group why is that part of it too like why why is that the expectation like to prove your loyalty you need to like you said embarrass yourself and degrade yourself so far yeah and it's like okay now you're worthy yeah like why no like tests of strength like there's i feel like there's other options like test of strength test of something else mm -hmm. instead of embarrassment Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's so stupid because you could do like hazing, like fun hazing, where it's like make a PowerPoint presentation about this random subject and like, or I don't know, help set up an event for one of the rush activities, Mm -hmm. but it has to be like, it can be on theme, but like it, like you have to coordinate everything. I don't know. But I think a lot of the stereotypical hazing is like, how much can you drink? Or um, especially for guys, like they, yeah. they'll be like, oh, you have to keep, drink as much as you can. Yeah. And then like half of the people have to get their stomachs pumped yeah. because they're in, they've gone too far. Yeah, um, definitely. The, there are a lot of ones. A lot of too, nudity involved. It's like, yeah, which is also freaking stupid to me because I'm like, I feel like 
also stereotypically in frats, it's like they try to prove, oh, like I'm a man, like I am a heterosexual cis male, like <laughs> very much trying to prove their heterosexuality. But in their hazing, it always has to do with like nudity. It's like strip down to your boxers and do this thing, like yeah. embarrassment of that, or be like butt ass naked and run across camp. You know, like yeah. there's always some form of nudity in there, and I'm just like, how is Seems a little homo to me. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I don't understand. The math is not mathing. The Uh -uh. math is not math. Yeah, and I don't know many other guy like fraternity hazing, but they're for girls. I've heard a lot about. It's all about body image to get into. Yeah, specific. I I think. I think, I mean, we were not in sororities. I don't really know a lot about the different branches or houses, but I think each house has like a different vibe, Mm -hmm. but there are some that are more preppy and they have like a very specific look that they're going for. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of target girls that could fit that, yeah. yeah, fit that image for them. And there were I think the worst story I heard was girls having to sit on washing machines and like their bra and underwear and like as the <gasps> washing machine oh was shaking like yeah. whatever shook on your body which everything is gonna shake because you're on a fucking moving yeah like everyone has yeah it's no point because I don't know unless it's you're a skeleton disgusting. something's gonna fucking shake yeah and they're like they would like circle your your areas in sharpie and be like you need to like lose this before you're allowed to be a part of our sorority oh my god and i'm like why and like even during that hazing process like why would you then want to go back and join it yeah someone like, degraded you that much and then you still want to be a part of that yeah i don't know it's so crazy um and then there are a lot of like bad things that happen on rush nights like yeah. i think the most recent one I heard about was the University of ne- Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it like the Fiji house where trigger warning, we're talking about sexual assault. Um, there was, a, I think she was only 17 or 18. Yeah, and, she was a freshman. Yeah, and she was raped during um, rush night by right. one of the frat guys. And so people who found out about this, they were like, um, not okay. Right. Uh, we're going to kind of protest the fraternity. the fraternity and right. the sororities that were involved because neither the fraternity or sorority stepped in to like help this girl out yeah and the other members of those houses were kind of making a joke about it they're yeah. like oh ha, ha like they would video people um from inside the houses like outside the people who were protesting and kind of like laughing at them like right. they couldn't do anything anyway yeah and it's like why what kind of culture is that yeah you know like what makes that okay and especially i don't do you know if at this point the girl who was raped was part of the sorority that she was rushing whatever it was i don't know i haven't followed it but like in theory if she was part of that sorority right how are you gonna like what about isn't the whole point of a sorority like sisterhood Mm -hmm. so okay if this girl is now part of your sorority you find out she's raped you're just gonna mum's the word you know like doesn't that go against everything you're trying to freaking build there yeah i don't understand it does i don't and it's crazy to me like i totally 
yeah like what kind of brotherhood or sisterhood would you want to be a part of that is like that yeah but i mean it is a parallel to a lot of the big cults that are here today Mm -hmm. like there are some that are that allow that to happen and even encourage it because like for men they're like oh yeah you're allowed to have multiple wives you're allowed to have wives of all ages Mm -hmm. um which is terrifying yeah (laughs) and i don't know why that's a thing like wasn't joaquin phoenix born into a cult i'm not sure Ooh, i think he was Hmm. I could totally be lying, but there w- there is a cult that quick back check as yeah, you continue. There was a cult that encouraged men to have relations with younger women because they were entitled to it, right? And they like deserved it or something like that. And now they've reform. They're a reformed cult and say that's no longer allowed, but you're still allowed to have multiple wives. I wonder if that was the one that was on Netflix. I don't know. I don't know which one. Like you said, there's multiple. Don't know if you're yeah. which one you're referring to. But to fact check you, yes, uh, Joaquin Phoenix opened up about, this is the title of an article. It says, Joaquin Phoenix opens up about growing up in the Children of God cult. Yeah, okay, Children of God. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. And I guess like another parallel would be having a an idolized like leader of the cults yeah. or sororities fraternities there's always that either maybe one singular person who's like the head sorority girl who yeah. gets like the big room in the house yeah, and like yeah. gets um most of the privileges and i don't know who runs sorority i think it's a um not a yeah a, like a board of people who run it right no i mean like while you're while you are attending the university right like mm. like you said the person who's running the house is that like the president of a sorority oh could be or like yeah what's the board when you're currently in the school like you're joining it you're at the university whereas like afterwards yeah they have the board they have their different chapters right mm-hmm. oh chapter leader chapter maybe could be something like that <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah, same with so like that person gets to say and do and like make decisions for the rest of the group yeah. without really any of the group's consent. Yeah. So and then there's no power dynamic there really. Yeah. Or yeah, counterbalance of power. Mm-hmm. As there should be. But personal opinion. Yes. It's it's kind of crazy to think about because like at the same time you know it's hard to decipher where the line is between having like a community of people who all believe the same thing right and then like a cult like what's what's that thinly veiled line that you cross over not so thinly veiled, but the first thing I thought of was the ability to leave. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I feel like that's a a strong differentiation because I feel you talk like for Joaquin Felix, Phoenix, mm-hmm. right? Um, most people who are in, born in, raised, or 
decide to join a cult, if at whatever point they decide, I don't want to be a part of this anymore, the longest excuse for to keep staying is they don't see a way out. Mm-hmm. Like an ability to leave. Yeah. Or if they do, they fear for major repercussions, whether it's their life, their family's life, some sort of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I think uh, there are a few cults out there who, if you do try to leave, they threaten like you, your family. A lot yeah. of them, when you join, will actually uh, collect blackmail. Yeah, they ask you to like forfeit over something. Yeah, something, some type of incriminating evidence. Mm-hmm. Or don't you perform? Sometimes there's an induction like performance, right? Too, right? Kind of like for hazing for fraternity. Yeah, I think there was one cult who forced you to take nude photos and then like they would keep those so if you ever tried to leave they would leak them out yeah Mm -hmm. which not good not the worst but not the best yeah still yeah that's crazy especially with the internet now like if that gets out that's out yeah forever yeah once it's online you can't get it back it's probably hiding on the 10th page of google there's more pages past 10. We got to 14. Yeah, we saw up to page 14 on Google. We saw up to page 14. <laughs> and who knows what's beyond that. Yeah. Crazy. Um, another, okay, another story I heard about a sorority was, again, some sororities, it's all about image. Right. And, ooh, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, thanks. Um, and she was saying that Every single like barbecue event that they would do a crossover with the um, matching fraternity house, which I don't know how they match them up. I don't up. know either. I don't. Like That's there's weird always to me. yeah, like there's always the most desired sorority, the most desired fraternity, and then like all the other ones. I don't know from an outside perspective. That's right. what it seems like. Like everyone wants to get into this one fraternity, this one sorority because they are like the houses that host all the events together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. And when they, but when they match, so like, say you have sorority A, fraternity A at one university, those are the two head ones. Mm-hmm. But then they have multiple chapters of sorority A at different universities, right? Mm-hmm. So is it always sorority A? If, if we go to now an, another university, will sorority A and fraternity A, those chapters at this other university, be the matching? Maybe. Ones? Maybe, because I think that, like, so the board of that house or whatever, yeah, probably made up of um, sisters who are part of that house, but mm-hmm. they don't have to necessarily come from that house. Like, if you're at University of Alabama and you were part of, like, Delta Tau something. Yep. Gamma. Um, <laughs> and, but then another went to Old like Ole Miss mm-hmm. and was part of the same chapter, but that now they're both at Alabama. It's still the same sorority, same culture, right? same whatever. So it's probably at least similar alignment right. with the rest of the sorority houses and fraternity houses. Mm-hmm. So you think they would still be paired up at different I think universities? So. I would think so too. Maybe. I always joke that I went to, I was part of Kappa Cappuccino. This is what I deal with, y'all. This is what I do. She loves it. Thumbs up. (laughs) 
When have you ever said that? Honestly, more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> so, I've literally never heard you say this. Who do you say this to? Everyone. <laughs> everyone but you. I'm just I kidding. Apparently I'm part of a cult. <laughs> um the coffee thing makes me think that my partner would probably be a part of that cult as well yeah coffee lovers is a cult yep Mm -hmm. unofficially yeah we'll get to that later yeah um okay so story time we went in a circle we're now back okay so are we no (laughs) okay um so again they uh, were hosting a barbecue and all the girls got dressed up on theme. Oh my god, I forgot where we. Yes. Right. Right. I was like, we circled around. I was like, in- who's having a barbecue? <laughs> who, who are people having a barbecue? <laughs> who dare have a barbecue? I want a barbecue now. I know it's summertime and it's hot out. I'm trying to convince Bud to do a lot of barbecues at his house. Oh, why? Do you want to do one on my route? Good. Take two. Yep, you got there. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll we'll put it in the calendar later. Yeah um anyways people having a barbecue third time's a charm people had a barbecue a sorority had a barbecue and all the girls dressed up um on theme and they had set up a bunch of different like activities like cornhole you know uh beer dye things on the lawn whatever and behind the scenes though no one was playing everyone was just standing around not doing anything until like the um like the head of the sorority would come over and say, you three girls come for a picture. And then they would like cherry pick these girls out of the whole group to take like fourth times the charm. So (laughs) set the scene. It's a sorority barbecue. Um, They're supposed to all the girls like you would think would be having fun, you know, a lawn party. But everyone was just standing around, not really doing anything. And then girls would get cherry picked from a crowd. And then the people would say, act like you're having fun. To take the photos. Yeah. And then be like, all right, you're done. And then they would go back to just standing around. Like, so a lot of it was purely for image. This was, this was a story that mm-hmm. brought this to light. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, that, it's so weird. Like, people ne- not necessarily are having fun in their sororities. And what's worse is there's nothing to say that they couldn't already, they being whoever the hell was at this barbecue, right? Mm-hmm couldn't have also in general been playing beer die playing cornhole like whatever the other games were yeah and still gotten cherry picked <laughs> like just because we needed the picture and you were faking the fun doesn't mean that everything on the other side of the camera <laughs> yeah couldn't have been happening like the the creepy and haunting part of that to me is that no one was moving no one yeah. was doing anything and no one was really questioning it either they were just like of course yeah not. this is this is how it is. Yeah, yeah. I would have been like, I'm just not going. But then you get in trouble for not going. So. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy. The standards are weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I guess I need to do more research into like the weirdness of sororities and fraternities. Because yeah. to be quite honest, I do think that they're weird. I know people have fun in them, and you there's like a lot of opportunity to have fun, make friends, make a community. But there are also so many weird stories that I've heard. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's like a lot of things. There are probably good, little good bubbles mm-hmm. of like actual good fraternities, good sororities, and stuff like that. But yeah. I think in general, there's also so much badness. Yeah. That, 
and unfortunately those are the ones that we hear as outsiders so yeah. that's all we think of really mm-hmm. that's the image that we have of them yeah the toxic environment that they create is insane yeah it's just like expectations so much pressure to fit in doing things that really like you don't agree isn't you it. yeah and then oh what was it Ugh. i was watching a tv show and i think they were talking about uh yeah one of the characters had just gone away to college and blah 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 and someone was asking them like oh have you joined any fraternities blah 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 mm-hmm. and they were like no it's already i'm living on my own for the first time trying to find my identity as an individual is already so hard why would i want to join something in which i have to i'm being formed and molded into a specific image and given an identity yeah that i might not necessarily agree to or yeah i don't even know if i agree with because i don't even know myself yet yeah and i think that was the best personally how i feel the best way of encapsulating it mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, it's such a formative time. So I think that's, I mean, it could be why a lot of people join yeah. them in in the first place. Or yeah. if they're like parents or legacies or something like that. Yeah. Which, Which is, is even another part of like the culty behavior, right? So it's like, okay, if your parent, your, your mom was part of this sorority, right? And mm-hmm. then, okay, now you have this existential pressure from her probably. But I guess in general of an expectation from society and the other people mm-hmm. that oh your mom was in it so now you're going to join the sorority as well and you have to join it so then even additionally it's not even your image you have to do it because your parents, your parents did it that's very culty like oh yeah. i have to be a part of it because my mom was a part of it yeah and, and then, then like even you're less I, upon. yeah then you're held to the standard of like oh your mom what if your mom was an icon at the sorority back then now you yeah. have that double expectation of having to live up to that while you're trying to be an individual in university yeah that i don't my mom was so much cooler than me i would have let her down was real fucking cool she is so cool she is yeah (laughs) she's still cooler than me and she reminds me every single day this is true true. um yeah but um going i guess switching from sororities to fraternities even though i do want to do maybe like Maybe in the future at some point, another deep dive on just like sororities and fraternities in general. Because mm. I just think that they're, it's so interesting. I don't know. I want to understand them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad we went to school that didn't have them because I think it causes such a separation. Yeah. Um, it didn't have any official. We didn't have any official sororities fraternities or fraternities. Or but I think a lot of the times too, it just causes such a divide with classism and, and things like that. Yeah. But, Anyways, uh, also was thinking about cult-like groups um, that we don't really, that aren't like officially cults, but we could kind of see them as cults. Right. Um, So a lot of people who are religious about sports, Mm -hmm. I think uh, I I don't have a lot of say in this because I don't follow sports, to be honest, but um, Bud had mentioned it. He was like, yeah, like people who you know, religiously will live and die for their team. Yeah. You know, and they wear the jerseys with like their favorite players on the back mm-hmm. and then we'll pretend like they're part of the team, you know, yeah. like you guys, if we just had done this, yeah. it's like, who's we? Who's we? <laughs> you are sitting on your couch drinking your fifth beer. Yeah, sir. Like, I don't know. Um, or like they'll travel to like each game. Yeah. With the teams. 
Yeah, it's crazy. The traveling part doesn't bug me so much because it's like, okay, you're just like a diehard supporter. But like some some of the other parts definitely are culty. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking of is singer celebrity like fandoms, basically. Oh, Swifties? Swifties. Okay, they're going to come for us. Can't do that. I'm not saying I'm not one. <laughs> it's just it's self-identification. Self-realization? Yeah. Like Swifties. Know. One Direction back in the day. Oh my God, what a fucking cult! I can say that because I was part of it. <laughs> oh, the new um, K-pop band BTS. I mean, BTS is a huge one. Like, yeah. I know that's not saying they're a cult, but like, I feel like certain parts of it are very certain people who are like die hard for them. Very culty. Even like back in the day, back in the day, like our parents' generation for like mm-hmm. certain celebrities that they had groupies. I feel like formed like little oh, cults yeah, yeah. of like following following the band everywhere they go or like trying to steal their shit you know like have a little piece of them and it's like oh my god they're so in love with me like that mentality of like oh have not met this and i would put that to the equivalent of yeah like the cults you were talking about earlier the cult leader and idolizing them right Mm -hmm. people idolize these celebrities these artists to the point of yeah oh my god they're in love with me. They recognize, like, I don't know the words I'm trying to reach for here, but just, yeah, that idolization, the, like, holding them on a literal pedestal of godlikeness. Yeah, like, I will do anything for you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then warping it even farther where it's like, they're in love with me. We've never met. I mean. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a different type of yeah. illness. The, but, or the if obsessions. that falls in the cultiness. Yeah. yeah. The obsession of it all. That's crazy. But I feel like I mean, the most modern version of cultiness that we accept as in our like day-to-day lives that we see, but then we don't recognize it as a cult or we just like accept it as yeah, fandom. Mm-hmm. Is there? Yeah, some of them are really intense. Like some of them you could they're like armies and you could tell them to do something and they will do it Mm -hmm. no questions asked even like you might be a fan of the artist right but to that portion of the fandom that's like what we're talking about like borderline culty behavior Mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah i really like this artist okay well do you know their birthday do you know their not even their big three like their entire star sign blah 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 blah. (laughs) or like do you know every little fact about them and if you don't it's like "Mm, you're not a real fan and it's like Okay, bitch. <laughs> Excuse wearing- me. I have other things to do. I'm fucking going to school. I have other things to do. You're wearing their shirt. Do you even know any of their songs? Oh, my God. Well, Half the time I don't, but still. And that's like sports, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. How guys will be like, what are their stats? Yes. How you're like, oh, I like this team at basketball. Oh, well, do you know what year they won? Blah, 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 blah. Like this championship. Name five players. Like, yeah. Do you do that to a male? No. Do you ever, if a man says that he likes the same team as you, would you ever ask him this shit? No, you fucking wouldn't. No. Cult. Half the time, too, I feel like if you did, they would just start naming random people. Yeah. Well, even if you answered their question, they're going to keep pulling questions until they fucking trip you up. And they're like, see, you don't know. And it's like, okay, we were like on question 36. Yeah. Like, the it's fact true. that you had all this like readily available means you have too much time on your fucking hands. Yeah. Like, so you got nothing going on. Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like you to get a hobby, literally, <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, what was I gonna say too? 
whenever uh, it'll come back to me. It's fine. Whatever. We'll move on. We'll circle, we'll back. circle back. It'll come to me randomly. Uh. You have to keep anyway. that in now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, ooh, I feel like I took a, a jump trying to like, read the notes without like creepily looking around but like this bs <laughs> just read it through this... the pop filter i can't see shit through. <laughs> that's why i'm like <laughs> yes um i think we're actually gonna skip that one okay multi-level marketing and, pyra- <laughs> and pyramid schemes yes kind of culty very culty i accidentally did i tell you i almost accidentally joined one in college Do you tell was this for like what is it diffusers it's essential oils. Okay, then go on. <laughs> Wait, I want to go back to yours. <laughs> Explain more why you thought this was for diffusers. Because okay, was so I, I talking about diffuse? I don't. I've never been interested in diffusers in college. Please tell me more. No. why you thought this. But there are a lot of those companies now, like Scentsy Candles or, um, shoot. There are specific essential oil companies mm-hmm. that will basically be like, hey, yeah, like if you if you sell, I don't know, Whatever. however many cases of essential oils, yeah. then like you get part of the profits and basically we'll try to recruit people to become um, sellers of a specific item. And I remember that we had a girl come into our dorm room one day. Um, I think it was like a cousin of someone who was selling like essential oils and candles and she was like yeah like if you guys wanted to join or like sell your own like you could end up making a lot of money and things like that and um basically trying to sell us like into becoming part of this pyramid scheme which by the way again pyramid schemes super hard to leave without going into huge amount of debt right especially if you have a system yeah because of the pyramid yeah like you have a whole scheme below you yeah so it's like you to get into becoming a, a seller of a specific item you have to fork out like hundreds of dollars exactly. for the product that you have to try to then sell it to someone else for a profit mm-hmm. and it's like it's so crazy i'm like not everyone needs scentsy candles not everyone <laughs> needs diffusers yeah um but yeah looking back on it we were definitely i i think it was when we were in the same dorm i'm not sure but we were propositioned to become a part of this pyramid thing and i was like you know what i was kind of convinced at first because yeah. broke broke college students need money no exactly but i didn't have the money to fork out to then get the money back exactly so i was like i can't do it mm-hmm. but i see the appeal so absolutely yeah i mean that's what happened to me that's why i was like this lady tried to recruit me and this was when i was having my identity crisis in junior year so <laughs> i was like and she was, yeah, she was so fucking convincing. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay. and, and they try to like, they come, you know, they, they know, I feel like they know so much about human psychology too. So they know how to like rope you in. Mm-hmm. They're like, they'll, they'll flatter you. They'll make you feel good about yourselves. And then they will prey on the insecurities and tell you like, oh, you have this, you feel this issue. Like you're a broke college student. Mm-hmm but I could make you so much money. Like yeah. they, they twist it around and try to put it in a way where it's like, I have the answer to all your problems. Yeah. And because they've already built you up, you're, it builds this false sense of trust. And like, I literally don't know this person. You know nothing about this person. You met them like just however long ago. Mm-hmm. Like you just met them. 
And suddenly you're like, why would I not trust them? Which is terrifying. Um, It's true. Human psychology is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's so crazy how, like, you would think, like, I feel like I'm tough-minded, you know, and I couldn't couldn't be persuaded that easily. But alas. Exactly. Like, they're good. They're so good. And they, I mean, they probably shoot 100 times fail, like, however many, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they have a pit, they have it all. They've built the science of it to get you in. Yeah. And yeah, same thing. I was like, I broke college student having an identity crisis. Why wouldn't I want to yeah. be a part of this? So I, I didn't join, but I like rode that till the end, like went to some meetings, like trying to understand the logic of it before I had to fork out money. Cause I was like, okay, how can I, I want, I want the money. Like mm. I want to be able to build money. This and she would make it seem legit, but I was like, the math is still not mathing. Even though she's mm-hmm. showing me the math, and I'm like, it make it, it's mathing on the paper. Yeah. Like I see what she's she's drawing me these diagrams. She's trying to show me like how the multi level scheme is working. Yeah. And it it makes sense on the paper, but I'm like, I don't know where you're missing a step, but mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's not that doesn't work, and it yeah. still wasn't computing in my head. So, wait, I d- what was the what was the product? That she was trying to sell you on. Al, Al, started with an A. Hmm. Okay. I don't quite remember. One of our, someone else in our dorm was also part of it. Oh. So that's why even more so, I was like, I talked to this person and I was like, "Have you heard of this?" And then he's like, "Yeah. Well, how do you think I'm paying off college?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" So I knew someone even yeah. more so in the, the system. Hmm. And, I had even before I met this person who like tried to wrote me in mm-hmm. um into the pyramid scheme uh the person our friend who was living in the dorms with us had told me previously about his like business adventures and like the money that he was making there mm-hmm. and how much he was working and hustling in that department so i knew that it was new it was possible through him and yeah whatever limited version that he was telling me so even more so that's why i was like yeah, I was do it. so yeah, I was like, maybe this could work yeah. like this. It sounds obviously it's plausible to some degree because he's doing it mm-hmm. from what he's telling me. Still yeah. don't know how much of that I believe now. But according to him, it was working mm-hmm. and he was doing it. And this person is selling me these things. They're doing math on paper, which for my on paper, on paper for my. <laughs> <laughs> damn it ignoring you (laughs) which for me being a very math driven type a analytical person like that's how you get me yeah (laughs) and she's like writing it out and like trying to describe and like talking logic to me Mm -hmm. which is usually how you wrote me in so i was getting swayed but at the same time i was like something and i I don't know if it was a mental thing, if it was a gut feeling, but something was like, I see the numbers, I see it mathing, but like, not convinced. It's it's not quite mathing all the way. Like yeah. something something is missing along here. I don't know what it is because it looks like a direct train of logic. Mm-hmm. Something is missing along the lines that doesn't make this possible. Yeah, I think like for me, truly, yeah, I would have done a pyramid scheme, but I am honestly too lazy no. to do it. And that's that was part of it too, because I was like, okay, maybe there were part of the flip flopping that I was doing is I was like, okay, maybe I could do this. But then thinking about how fucking hard I'd have to work 
to convince people to get people in. It's like, yeah, you just have to think about it. You just have to hire five people. Where the fuck am I going to find five people? Why would I? I thought you were <laughs> hiring me and now I have to hire people. Exactly. And then after that, oh, and then you have to convince these people to hire five more people. And I'm like, I don't even think I could convince five people. How am yeah. I going to convince a person to convince five people? Yeah. And just going into that. So I think that was part of the gut feeling, the logic of like, I don't think I could do this. Yeah. Nah. And then I even went to one of their, um, I don't know. Meetings? Yeah. Ooh. I went to a meeting and I was like, kind of convinced. And then towards the end there, I was like, looking around, hearing what was being said. And I was like, this is the cult. Yeah. Like, I want to just see myself. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is. This is so cold. <laughs> like, and I don't remember what they said specifically, but like suddenly something clicked and I was like, this isn't a business model. I'm not at a business meeting. This yeah. is a fucking cult. Yikes. And then I ghosted her. She's going to block you, block you. Yeah. Imagine though. She me- was persistent though. She kept texting me afterwards. She was like, right, when should we arrange our next meeting? Da-da-da-da-da. I wanted to talk to you more about our product. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I mean, that's how she got good at what she's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she's persistent. No. Nah. I was fucking scared. For a I'm second. bad at texting, too. I would be horrible. Imagine. Imagine I'm trying to. Claire's wanting to- it. <laughs> Imagine I'm trying to recruit you to a cult. I would be not convincing at all. I'd be like, you're like, you could join if you want. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. But, you know, it'd be cool. You know? I would like you to, but, like, yeah. no pressure. Yeah. And then, like, the texting afterward, keeping in contact, trying yeah. to pursue them. So bad. I'd be like, sorry, late response. I saw it, but I thought I responded. <laughs> yeah. No. no, no so no. much. So much work. So I don't have the work. time. And I... I know. So I was like, effort. I don't know where I thought I was going to find the time. Like, being in college in our junior year, like, doing all the shit I was already doing. Mm-hmm. And then trying to prep for senior year. Like, I don't know where... I- yeah. I barely had time. I had barely had time to go to the gym when mm-hmm. I was fucking back when I was actually working out. Like, where the <laughs> fuck was I going to find the time to meet other people to, and then convince them? Like, with all the meetings I was going to just with this lady, when she's trying to convince me, I wasted so much of her goddamn time. And I, like, <laughs> feel a little bad, but also, like, that's what Not she really. signed up. Yeah, that's what <laughs> she signed up for, for, like, this adventure that she was doing. Yeah. So I can't imagine... And then it came out for nothing because I didn't fucking join. Yeah. So can you imagine so much effort to put into one person and then they don't join? No. Nah. And then I have to do that. It's called. I have to do that my enough times to get. Hilarious. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Guy. Are you doing okay? Do we need to talk? <laughs> we need to pause here. Do we need to talk? <laughs> no, I'm just really proud of that joke. So continue. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> I don't know where I was going to go after that. It was pretty good. You kind of, you, you stumped Got me now. You, gal. Um, yeah. But for those who don't know, if you're thinking about joining multi-level marketing or a pyramid scheme, don't do it. It's a cult. It's a cult. You're not going to make money. No one's actually making money. Yeah. It's just getting redirected in a lot of ways. Yeah. A lot of the the cults, you know, are motivated by you living immortal like immortal lives or your your soul being Mm -hmm. um immortal yeah so like past death if you want if you want to go to heaven if you want to continue to live um then join the cult otherwise you go to hell 
Yeah. Right. Um, which I'm like, first of all, where is hell? Hmm. Hmm. Big questions. Depends who you ask, right? Yeah. Because, like, I visualize, well, everyone, I think, visualizes heaven as upward. Right? And everyone envisions hell down. Yeah. Quote, quote, down. So into, like, the molten lava at the core of the earth. So does each planet have its own hell? That's exactly what I was just thinking, actually. Or, like, yeah, does the whole planet share a hell, then, you think? I don't know. Does everyone, do you see other people in hell? Cause that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, like, like a meetup. That's because <laughs> there's no way you can have personalized health, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I and mean, probably some people would preach that you could. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, what would your hell be? Existing. Huh. <laughs> We're in it <laughs> right now. Actually, really, right now. Yeah, the way the times things are happening. Oh my god! Right now. Yes. But we don't need to get into that. That's a whole Ugh. other thing. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think about it. And then I was like thinking about The Good Place. If you've seen the that show. TV show. The show. Yeah. <laughs> not, the, not the location. Yes. <laughs> the, their version of hell being they um, had a group of people together that just would were supposed to torture one another. Yeah. Um, I was like, I could get down with that. I don't know. Like you're someone else's hell. You like existing. having that uh, kind of idea of like you live in a neighborhood with like other okay, people right. um, that seems like it should be good, but it's not because it doesn't seem like the worst hell ever imaginable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was like, I could I could do that. Seems fun. Yeah. There's a bad place, a good place, a medium place. <laughs> Hierarchy of places. Yes. Yeah. I was who who was I talking to about this? Oh, the medium place. Like could be down to be in a medium place. Like the level between right, heaven hell, and hell. Heaven and hell. For the large portion of society, I feel like that is average. Yeah. Like I don't even I don't know. Cuz that was the whole point of the good place, right? Is like Sorry for spoilers for if you haven't watched it, but the the point was like you could do the littlest thing and suddenly ultimately quote quote according to their scoring system that was bad mm-hmm. and suddenly you went from being an average person so therefore a good place to having to go to the bad place mm-hmm. be going to their quote quote hell so it's like can you imagine yeah just the idea of like every little thing you do mm-hmm. being an adult an in addition to going to to dictate it and you being an ultimately terrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think all of us would end up in hell, exactly. to be honest. At that point. But there was someone I was talking to as well. Or, like, the idea that you could literally be a horrible person, say, you know, as part of a religious cult. Mm-hmm. You could be a horrible person committing really horrible acts. But if you have the same belief, then you still get to go to heaven. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because then in that sense, it's like heaven is just the sense of agreeing with ideals. Heaven is just an ideal. Mm-hmm. And as long as you agree with it, despite the, despite your actions taken to go there and the repercussions of said actions, 
you essentially have a ticket in. Yeah. Yeah. Womp. No me gusta. No, no, that's, no. Mm, that's a thinker. Yeah. And I guess like the last thought I had on cults for now <laughs> um, was like, do you think that you have been involved in cult behavior? Yeah. Yeah, me too. And it's, <laughs> I think everyone has, especially if you live in America. Yeah. Everyone has up until this point. Because one of the examples that I was thinking about was the Pledge of Allegiance. I was just thinking of that as you were saying that. I yeah. was like, I'm waiting for my opening. Absolutely. Yeah. I freaking. Okay. Also, as a kid, I fucking hated doing that. Me too. I fucking hated it. I hated it. It made me so uncomfortable. Like, I get teaching it to us, right? We have to learn that. Maybe practice it a few times mm-hmm. in elementary school to make sure that we really know it. That, but like, think about it. When do you use that? Maybe at a football game. Which Not also, even. Which also is weird. The what is it? The one song that everyone sings. Oh no! Oh yeah, we don't even use. It's not the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. It's the national anthem. That's it. There we go. National anthem. We yep. are Americans. <laughs> I was looking. We're just looking at each other intensely. Like, do you know it? No, do you know? It? Yeah, because I remember, um, like Bud, the first time he started teaching. Okay. And they, he, everyone stood up do in class they to do still it. Do that. At least when he was first te- first started teaching, like he told me now that. He doesn't do it in his class because it's intimidating to him to have all of his students all of a sudden stand up at once. With oh, their... is that a personal pre- like as a teacher? Mm-hmm. Can you make a personal preference of that and be like, I guess so. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. I don't want my students doing this. I guess so. Interesting. Yeah, like he. I think it was the first time he had seen all of his kids stand up at once and like assume the position. You know, he was like, "This Did he is ever not do that." And did he do it in school though? Probably. Okay. I mean, like, but the retro, of the, the retroactive t- of being on the other side of that, right? Yeah. And seeing the students, your students, do that must mm-hmm. have been, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's definitely a cult-like behavior. Like we're doing the chants, we're mm-hmm. um, looking at a flag. Yeah. What we're gonna hold on a pedestal, the icon that we're gonna, yeah, praise and idolize, and the even the words of the um. Like, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United, United States, States of America, America and to the republic for which it stands, one, one nation, nation under God. God. What happened to separating religion and state? I just want to say, like, it's it literally it's in it our fucking exist. constitution. It's in our fucking pledge of allegiance. Like, I, I don't know. It's really, it's crazy. But America is a cult. So America technically, cult. we are part of a cult. Yeah, I was just going to talk about my fandoms and shit again and be like, yeah, I was definitely part of a mini cult. But yeah, yes, my citizenship. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> citizenship is a cult. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> ah! applying for your green card, you're trying to get it into. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, applying for, applying for citizenship, you learn yeah. all these useless facts to prove it. Well, not useless facts, but like you learn all these facts. Kind of it's kind of who's in Mount Rushmore. I don't know. Yeah, it's all these facts that, like, literally, as a citizen, I don't use them my day to day. Sorry, hate to break yeah. it to you, but we don't. Yeah, I I can say I don't use, and I don't even freaking know. Mm-hmm. Probably ninety percent. I probably would fail a citizenship test. 
more than oh, likely. For sure. I didn't have to take one. But I think I was young mm-hmm. enough to where they were like, You're a child. Yeah. <laughs> she, you we could mold her. <laughs> we couldn't even teach her this now. We try. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. America's a cult. You have to apply to be a part of it. Once you're in it, you lose all your freedoms. Yep. If you're a woman, dun 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 dun. Yep. Get into that later. Yep. Guns have more autonomy, yeah, anonymity than we do. Yeah, it's stupid. I hate it here. Um, different issues. Yeah, truly considering moving to a different country. Yeah, and I was talking to my mom about this side note, but yeah. I was like, at this point, right? I don't want to be here. Right. To wait around for all of my rights to be taken away from me. Mm. And then I was telling her, like, for people who know me, I've always wanted to have kids. And at this point, I'm like, it would be selfish to bring them into this, especially if there's a possibility of having a girl. girl. And because I'm a person of color, mm. two two strikes against them already. Yep. Um. So then I was like, there's no point. But my mom was like, well, like... If you bring them into this world, then they could, maybe they will make it better than it is today. That's the hope always. Yeah. But. But it's not (laughs) entirely realistic. Yeah. But I don't know. The fall of the U.S. empire is coming soon and I'm very excited for it. It's it's happening so quick. Yes. But, you know, statistically, you're more likely to have a boy, even though chromosomes 50-50. Apparently, somewhere along the line, I just watched a video about this. <laughs> somewhere along the line, and I think that's just not embedded natural selection at its finest. You're more likely to have a boy. Like there are ten, the ratio of baby boys being born to girls is like, I think it was like ten to one. Mm. But that's because for some reason, also boys have a higher uh, what fatality rate. Oh, mortality rate mm-hmm. of dying in infancy or in like toddlerhood. Hmm. So by the time you, they reach adulthood, maybe it's 50 50 of the population. Interesting. Yeah, males do not live as long as girls. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Who's to say? No tie. Not tie. Yeah. Anyway. It's okay. I'm not having kids. I don't have to think about that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so concerning. (laughs) It's, yeah, I'm like, I've been very uncomfortable with just like those thoughts and just, I feel like it's been an, now we're taking a different tangent. I've just been in a state of like underlying angst Mm -hmm. for like the last couple of days. It's, yeah. We could have like a whole episode on the. Another episode. (laughs) Yeah. On the repercussions of what happened in the Supreme Court a couple of days ago with Roe v. Wade. And I quite honestly could rant. However, there is a fear of me not being able to articulate properly the emotions I'm feeling. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I can't. So, I've tried to think about it, like how I feel. And I think just I don't even have the words encapsulate other than just I'm so angry. Yeah, it's really going to from here on out we will see a divide more than ever even further than when trump was in office like i think when he was elected we started seeing the divide pretty drastically from before Mm -hmm. um and now with this 
it's going to push it even further. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't think that they're going to be affected because they're white males, they are incorrect. It's going to affect everyone in the worst possible way. And so I think that's going to lead to the end of the 250-year cycle. So mm-hmm. I think we're on year 246 or something like that. We have a we have a few years, but major changes awaiting. Yeah. So. Which like yay, but also like fuck. Yeah, we Shit's don't know already if it's burning. Like I can't imagine it burnt to a crisp. Yeah, I don't know if it's changed for good or bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anywho. Yes. Leaving it on that sad note. On that. What do you mean? It was so bright and cheery. Yes. Kind of like the rest of this podcast. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, <laughs> I have no further thoughts. No on, thoughts on cults or sororities or anything like that. As of now. Yeah. But all I could think about was the story of uh, one of our friends whose uh, girlfriend joined a cult. But I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know if I want to throw that in now. I feel like there was a point to interject it at some point, but I couldn't find it. Hmm. Well, if you guys want to hear that story, if you want to hear know. our friend's story about his girlfriend leaving him for a cult, let us know, and yeah. we will also make sure he's okay with that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know. Reach out to us at the midnight memo at gmail dot com via email, or reach out to us on TikTok and Instagram at the midnight memo. Feel free to DM us. Any. Yeah, don't forget to rate and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts when you can know when the next episode is coming out. Um, we release an episode every single Tuesday, so make sure you get those notifications. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for joining us this day, evening, morning, whenever you're listening. We really appreciate your love and support. Yes, and don't join a cult. And... Unless it's this one. Unless it's a cult oh, yes. for this podcast. Then, like, we're not going to say no. Wait a minute. Do we have a cult? If you were going to make a cult, it'd be this one. It'd be this one. It would be this one. Mm-hmm. Mic drop if it wasn't already attached Side to note. a mic stand. You're now part of a cult. <laughs> you can't back out. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you weren't before, which I feel like we've established you probably were, you're definitely in one now. Yes. Thank you. Good night. Yes. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.